Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Hand to Hand in the Trenches, a missionary story podcast. I'm Caleb Hickam. And I'm Kimberly Croker. And we are your hosts for this episode of Hand to Hand. Hand to Hand is a ministry outreach of Charity Baptist Tabernacle in Amarillo, Texas. And Hand to Hand is a missionary story podcast that tells the true stories of Christians around the world who have hazarded their lives for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome back. Today we will be continuing with part two of the story of 13 Minutes Over the Vatican about Billy and Janet Eubanks. That's right. Now, last week we talked about how Billy had read a book about a Christian pilot dropping gospel tracts over communist Cuba. And we talked about a crazy idea that came into his head. Hmm. Hey, if Brother White could drop tracks on Havana and Cuba, why couldn't I learn how to fly and drop tracks on the Vatican in Rome, Italy? You know, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could drop gospel tracks on the Vatican City in Rome. Then we finished by telling how Billy had gotten his pilot's license, even though he was not a very good pilot. And he had even gone along on a gospel track bombing mission along the coasts of Cuba with a pastor from South Carolina who was also a pilot. Now Billy told that pastor about his idea to drop gospel tracks over the Vatican in Rome, Italy. Yes, and the pastor, because he was also a pilot, allowed Billy to use his plane to train for the mission, and gave him some much-needed instruction. Now, Billy, if you're going to do this, you need to work on your turns. Okay. What you'll have to do is fly low, I mean real low, about 800 feet over the Vatican while dipping the left wing of the airplane and pointing the wing at the obelisk. Yes, sir. Now, you, you need to use a Cessna because the windows open out on a Cessna. That way, your bombardier can sit right behind you and dump the tracks out the window. Also, you'll have to fly at 95% power and one notch of flaps. Got it? Um, 95% power. Got it. You need to practice a lot. You can use my plane. 
As we mentioned a few minutes ago, Billy was not a very good pilot, and he was a terrible, terrible navigator, and he would often get lost on his training flights. One incident that Billy talks about was when he was flying out of a small airfield in South Carolina, and he got lost on his way back. Uh, Columbia Tower, this is Cessna 73 Mike Sierra. Would you give me some assistance? This is Columbia Tower. Are you declaring an emergency Cessna 73 MS? Over. No, no, no. I, I just can't find Allentown Field. I'm lost. Over. Cessna 73MS, do you have a transponder on board? Over. Yes, sir. Cessna 73MS, squawk 2400, 2400, and press I dent. Over. Yes, sir. Squawking 2400. Cessna 73MS, we have you on radar. You're still 15 miles from Allentown Field. Climb to 5,500 feet and fly a heading of 260 degrees. So, Billy followed the directions that were given to him, and thanks to the help of a patient air traffic controller and the mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, was able to follow those directions and find his way to his destination. This is Cessna 73 Mike Sierra. I have the airport in sight. I don't know what they're paying you, but it's not enough. Thank you. Over and out. Billy knew that if he were to get lost on the Vatican mission, there would be no radio tower ready to help. And in the meantime, Billy had contracted a bilingual at Long Beach City College to translate the gospel track, Mary's Command for Catholics, into Italian. He wouldn't find out until he got to Italy that the translator was not very good at his work. Yeah, he actually translated Mary's Commands for Roman Catholics into Mary's Commandos for Catholics. Well, Billy got 18 hours of much-needed training in South Carolina and made arrangements for one of the men from the church in South Carolina to come along with him to Italy and serve as his bombardier, or rather, the person who would dump the tracks while Billy flew the plane. So, armed with his mistranslated gospel tracks, Billy flew from South Carolina to New York. His bombardier had left three days before and was supposed to meet Billy in New York. But he didn't show. Turned out that he had gotten into the wrong part of town and been robbed. Or maybe he chickened out. Now, Billy had to try to decide if he should cancel the whole mission or not. I'm going to go ahead to Italy and maybe I'll find someone to be my bombardier when I get there. If not, I will throw them out myself. So, he went ahead and caught his plane from New York to London. Then, 
he took a train to Naples, Italy. The pastor had put Billy in contact with a born-again American airman stationed in Naples. This brother was expecting Billy, but didn't know about his plan to track bomb the Vatican. When Billy told him the plan, he didn't take the news very well. Brother Eubanks, I have a wife and three kids. I am about to retire from the United States Air Force. I do not want to get into trouble and lose my retirement. I... I didn't think about that. I... I have a compromise. Why don't we get some of the other Christians here and drive over to Rome on the day before Easter Sunday and pass out as many tracts as we can? Okay. I guess that is the best plan for our situation. So, that's what they did. When they arrived at the Vatican about noon on the day before Easter Sunday, the streets were crowded with vendors selling beads and pictures of the Pope. All right, guys. Let's spread out and give away these tracks. So, they were passing out tracks, and everything was going great. Until the brother from the Air Force went inside St. Peter's and started giving tracks to the nuns. Within minutes, the Vatican plainclothes police had rounded up the entire group and taken them to a large room with six Italian military policemen wearing flak jackets and armed with machine guns standing guard. What do you guys think you're doing? We're just trying to help out. Don't get smart with me. You have no right to come in here and pass out this material. Give me your passport, all of you. Let me see your ID. After holding them for a while, the MPs finally had to let them go. Billy was glad that he had been able to pass out tracks at the Vatican, but he still wanted to drop tracks on the Vatican itself. <sighs> Maybe next time. Billy went back to California to work and to save for another attempt next year. And before he knew it, next year was here. This time, Billy shipped the tracks in advance to a Christian radio station in central Italy. Then Billy and his new bombardier flew to Rome, rented a car with a roof rack to carry roughly 400 pounds of tracks, which were half English and half Italian. Then they drove to the airport to rent a plane. But at the airport, Billy was told that in Italy, he could fly one of their planes, but he would have to have an Italian instructor with him at all times. And obviously, that would not work for the Vatican mission. Well, what do I have to do to be able to fly alone? You have to get an Italian pilot's license and pass a test flight. Okay, sign me up. Now, you may remember, because we've said it several times, Billy was not a very good pilot. So, when his test flight was over, the instructor was not too happy, to put it very mildly. Congratulations, you've killed us. What? Airspeed, airspeed, you came in too slow, 
We could have stalled and spun out. We could have died. Does this mean I didn't pass? No, you didn't pass. You're a terrible pilot. Billy couldn't complete the mission this year either. But Billy wasn't ready to give up yet. He had made a friend at the air club, which was located at Irby Airport in Rome. Janet, I made a friend over there. He's a pilot that lives in Rome. Oh, really? That's nice. What's his name? His name is Roberto, and he is the key to making this Vatican mission possible. What do you mean, Billy? Sweetie, I'm planning a two-year operation. Next year, I will take a vacation in Rome, stay with Roberto, and train to get my Italian pilot's license. Then, at Easter of 1991, I will get a bombardier and try to complete this mission. That's a long plan, Billy. It's the only way. Maybe then I can finally die for Jesus. Billy spent the year working and practicing his flying whenever he could. Janet, do you want to go flying with me this weekend? You know I'm afraid to fly with you. Well, I will be training in a Cessna 172. That's the kind of plane I need to use to track bomb the Vatican. Why is that? Well, the Cessna 172 is big enough to carry 400 to 500 pounds of tracks, as well as me and a bombardier. Plus, the windows open out so that we can dump the tracks out of the plane. Billy, this sounds dangerous. Of course. That is my plan. I really want to die for Jesus. That way, I get a martyr's crown even though I backslide sometimes. So... In 1990, Billy spent his vacation in Rome with Roberto. Roberto was a lost man, and Billy kept trying to witness to him, to the point that he would sometimes hold his hands over his ears and tell Billy to shut up. But, Roberto, if you don't get born again, you will spend an eternity in hell. Shut up, Bill. Shut up about hell. I don't want to think about hell. Shut up. Shut up. One time, Roberto got so angry that he went to his bedroom and came back with a pistol. If you don't stop talking about hell, I'm going to kill you. Go ahead. I'll be with Jesus, which will be better. Go ahead and shoot me. I want to die for Jesus. Ah, fine. But, in spite of all this, most of the time, Billy and Roberto got along pretty good. Billy taught Roberto and the other pilots at the air club how to play pool. Because they had a pool table at the air club, but none of them were very good. And before Billy had been saved, he had been a pool player and poker player for a living, so he was pretty good. Billy got to be pretty well liked at the air club, and two days before he was scheduled to return to the States, he took another check ride. And this time, the instructor passed him, more because he was friends with Roberto than because he was a good pilot. You're not much of a pilot, Mr. Eubanks. But I consider you to be a safe pilot, 
so I'm going to pass you this time. Oh, thank you so much. I'm planning to take my vacation here in Italy again next year. When will that be, Billy? It will be around Easter. All right. See you then. Goodbye, Roberto. I'll see you next year. And so, as he had done so many times before, it was time to wait and to train for another year. Billy shipped 300 pounds of leaf tracks to Rome, intending to bring another 10,000 chick tracks in their luggage when they flew to Rome. Billy went back to work and impatiently waiting for Easter of 1991. He contacted the pastor in South Carolina and made arrangements once again for a new bombardier. I'm telling you, Billy, this guy is great. He is so crazy that even if y'all get arrested, the Pope will just send him back. Well, that's encouraging. By now... Billy was completely obsessed with the idea of dropping tracks on the Vatican. But then, in March of 1991, Billy got some bad news from the pastor friend in South Carolina. Hello? Pastor? What's going on? Bad news, Bill. The bombardier had a seizure. He won't be traveling anywhere for a while. Oh. Okay. I guess I'll try to find someone else. But Billy didn't know who he could get. Then, even before Billy told Janet that he needed a new bombardier, she told him that the Lord wanted her to do it. Billy, I'm going to be your bombardier for the Vatican mission. Are you sure, Janet? It's dangerous. I know. I've read lots of books about nuns who got in at a young age and were imprisoned and held against their will. I am terrified of being put into a Catholic prison, but I know God wants me to help you, so I am going to. So, it was decided that Janet would accompany Billy to drop gospel tracts over the Vatican. And finally... It was time. They both flew to Italy with 5,000 chick tracks each in their luggage. Billy arrived 10 days before Janet and stayed with his friend Roberto until she arrived. The very next day after Janet arrived, they went to Irby Airport and rented a plane for an hour and a half to practice. They were told not to fly over the city of Rome, but from 800 feet, they had a pretty good view of the city. Look, Janet, that is the Tiber River. It runs from northeast to the sea and runs right through Rome, not even a half mile from the Vatican. I see it. If we follow the river, we can't miss it. We have eight days to make all the preparations and get the tracks ready. Yes, I will use my spare time to keep practicing, but I have to make sure to reserve a Cessna 172 from 10 a.m. to noon on the Saturday before Easter Sunday. Why not Easter Sunday itself? 
The Rome Air Club is closed on Easter Sunday. We won't be able to get a plane. I think Saturday will have the most people at the Vatican. Oh yes, I understand. That is a good idea. Billy made sure to reserve a Cessna 172 from 10 a.m. to noon on the Saturday before Easter Sunday. Then they got busy working out the final details. Which is what we will be discussing next week when we finish our story of 13 minutes over the Vatican. Romans chapter 14 verses 7 and 8 For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's.